You are listening to Homoto Muegezi on the Station of the Year. Welcome to the second hour of the Talking Point on SFM. We're leading the conversation. Join whenever you want on 086-000-2032, The WhatsApp line 061-410-4107. It's Municipal Watch Thursday, so we're getting to know the office of the Ombudsman for the City of Johannesburg. Today, we're turning our attention on the office of the Ombudsman. We invited him to educate us as residents over some of the cases that they deal with, for instance, can the municipality bill you for a period uh, where services are not rendered due, for example, to a strike? Are you justified in refusing to pay, uh, you know, for a month where, for example, services were not delivered? Also, what is it that the Office of the Ombudsman does and what kind of cases are they dealing with in general? To educate us on this, we invited Advocate Bukumete. He is the Ombudsman for the city of Johannesburg. Good morning, um, Advocate. Good morning. Morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning, KG. The name is Stu, not Stu. Sbu. Hey, blame yeah, the people Stu. I work with. They're Kumete. the ones that renamed you Sbu. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Kumete. Uh, Stu, uh, uh, Stu, Stu. Stu Kumete. Yes, so, that's correct. So, I mean, it, it was fascinating for me to even learn just yesterday that I have an ombudsman here in the city of Johannesburg. I didn't even know I had um, an ombudsman. But I, maybe let's start at, uh, you know, a baseline question at the beginning. Uh, when, when was the office of the ombudsman established and and what is the primary reason for its existence? Yes, the office was, thank you for the uh, question. The office was first established in 2015. So it's not as new as, as, um, as people might think. So it was first established in 2015 um, in July. And, um, and the reason really, uh, I can answer that question in one of two ways. Um, practically, to investigate all complaints that the public might have in relation to service delivery issues. I think that's one way of explaining it. Mm-hmm. So the city of Johannesburg provides water, it provides electricity through city power, um, uh, jo- water through Joburg Water, um, uh, picks up refuse through pick it up so it's all the services the you know the entire plethora of services that the city provides um we have in a way you could call it oversight uh, an oversight responsibility to see that those things are done okay mm. so the primary the primary responsibility obviously uh, resides with those agencies or those companies that the city has um, to provide services to the public, and when those, um, when 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 that responsibility is not discharged uh, efficiently, uh, fairly, uh, the public can come to the office of the ombudsman, but not as 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 the as the first port of call, as mm-hmm, it were, mm-hmm. because all all ombudsmen, regardless of of what institution you're talking about. All ombudsmen are offices of last resort or offices of last instance. Mm. Uh, what mm. needs what needs to happen is the organization must create channels within itself. So, for example, let's talk about City Power or Joburg Water. Joburg Water must have a a process 
within itself, within its own structure to say, when, when, when our customers are not happy, uh, where do they go to complain? Um, and the, the public must then utilize those, those channels. If those channels break down or they don't provide the answers that people want, they can then escalate to the office of the ombudsman. That is how it works. Yeah. That's at a, at a practical level. At a philosoph- you could also say at a philosoph- philosophical level, what, what the city is trying to do is to provide a platform um, for people to connect easily with it. Mm. So it says, it says we, we realize that we are this huge uh, organization that is often impersonal. And, and we know that officials are not always helpful, right? Um, we, we know about the, the stories that people tell, their experiences when they go to a municipal office. So let's create an office that is going to be the opposite of that. When people don't get the services that they need um, and they go back and they get given reference number after reference number and yes, there is no resolution. Uh, they can then come to the office of the ombudsman. The office of the ombudsman must 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 resolve those issues. Yeah. Provide the channel. You have the advantage of being inside the organization, right? You know the people inside the organization, and they know you. You must then escalate those matters on behalf of the people who are disempowered, who don't have the access that you have as the ombudsman. So ultimately, I as a resident can get a degree of recourse, right, from a service that I didn't receive from the city. But, you know, what kind of punitive measures, if at all, does the Office of the Ombudsman place on the city for, you know, uh, similar problems that they don't find a way to move forward as expediently as they should? Yes. The, the idea is not to punish anyone. Mm-hmm. The idea is to get, is to get resolution. Right. Um, so what we do is so it's a, a mediatory con- sort of uh, organization. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we will receive a complaint from the public. That's one way. That one way it happens. You you can write to us. There's an email address if you have access to technology and, and stuff. Um, you can write to us. But we also have ambassadors in all the seven regions. So the the, the city of Johannesburg has seven regions, and there's a uh, an office, a local uh, office of the of, of, of the city. Can I ask you region. to pause your thought, uh, advocates? Do so. I yes, go to a yes. quick commercial break, and then you fa- you we when we come back, you finish this trail of thought because I think it's important. We're talking to the ombudsman of the city of Johannesburg. Start calling on oh eight six triple zero two zero three two. It's ten twenty one. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. So welcome back. Just in case you just joined us, it's Thursday Municipal Watch and we're getting to know and understand the workings of the Ombudsman for the City of Johannesburg. The Ombudsman for the City of Johannesburg is Advocate Stu Gumete um, and he joins me on the line. We were at the point where you were explaining, Advocate, uh, that uh, the role um, is not punitive uh, where the Ombudsman office is, is concerned, but more reconciliatory or mediatory between between uh, the warring parties, go on. Yes, yes. The, uh, I, I must make the point that it's it's true that we we use conciliation and mediation to arrive at our um, 
uh, dispute resolutions. Yes, that's right. That's, those are the methods that we use. But obviously, if there is there is consequence management, okay, we've come. Okay. To, let's say let's say we've come to a position, okay, that the the complainant is, is right. The account must be corrected in a particular manner, and um, and then we push back to the department. Department, this is the settlement agreement that we have drawn. Um, go and implement. And then there is resistance or, or, or some, you know, it, and it happens often. It does happen often. Um, there is a, a case I'm, I'm, I'm working on just this morning um, where, where there is no implementation because the department, city power has its own uh, processes and they take time and, and you follow, my guys are following up and people go and leave and, and there is just not, no continuity sometimes, right? Um, ultimately, it can lead to um, a disciplinary action being taken about, uh, against someone. Because then you must account. You've agreed that this is, this is a position which we've all agreed. Why are you not implementing? Ultimately, it can lead to consequence management and people can be disciplined and people have been disciplined as a consequence. So it's, it starts with a conciliatory uh, 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 kind of approach where we, we say, we want to hear your side of the story. Here's a complainant with, with, his, with his facts or her facts. What is your side, City Power? What is your side of the story? Um, and then we, we come to a settlement. Yeah. And that settlement must then be executed. If you don't execute, there, there may be consequence management. So when we look at the effectiveness of the office of the Ombudsman, 2015 is a while ago. It's almost 10 years now um, since uh, the establishment of the office. So, I mean, uh, you you know, in terms of gauging your your success or or lack thereof, are you able to talk to us about uh, the number of cases up to now that um, the office in general has had to deal with where the city of Johannesburg is concerned and how many of those whether in 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 form of percentage uh, or whatever is appropriate for you is fine by me how many of those you can say um, have been successfully resolved yes we have we have dealt with um, over 5,000 cases in the time that the office has been established Um, I can get you the precise uh, figures Um, and Every, every time we have resolved an issue, uh, I would say of, of that 5,000 plus cases, um, I would say in excess of 80% have been resolved. Um, and what do these cases entail? Okay. In most cases, it's billing. It's, it's things that hit people in the pockets. Mm. Um, uh, you would understand that. So it's billing as you, you, as you were, uh, uh, introducing the topic, you, you mentioned about various charges. Um, if you are being charged incorrectly, uh, you are likely to complain because yes. it's about yes. money. Ultimately, you might lose your property because you haven't paid. Um, or people say you haven't paid. And if you are incorrectly being charged, it's not fair. Um, so we provide the platform to debate that account with uh, the, rev- the revenue department. Why do you say that this customer um, should pay you whatever amount it is? And we have seen incorrect billing. We have okay. seen it. We've written, we've written, we've, and, and we have seen many reversals 
of bills that were that were unfair, that were incorrect. It happens. Yeah. Um, so um, I mean, eighty so, percent on the surface to me is you know is is a is a nice success rate. But there's yes. a, there's a myriad of challenges that uh, beset uh, citizens of um, you know of Johannesburg. Uh, for example, there'll be areas where service is not delivered as a result of of a strike, right? And uh, yes. and 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 yet when when the bill comes, it reflects a service that has been um, delivered, um, and and people uh, feel it, it's not justifiable for me to be billed for something that wasn't delivered to me. How do you gauge things like that? For example, now, part of the uh, the big challenges that beset uh, the city of Johannesburg is is water, right? Uh, the delivery mm-hmm. of, of, of water services. And people yeah. will go for days and, and uh, uh, you know, qu- quite a number of days without yeah. um, having water, um, you know, access to water. And, and, and yet when the bill does come at the end, of um, the month cycle, it looks no different to what it did when you know water was being accessed um, in, in a normal way. How do you deal with that? Because this is just outside of just I'm overbuilt or I'm you know I, I, I'm overcharged. It's ultimately about the city not living up to their end of delivering a service that they're obligated to deliver to deliver and still charging people for that service that wasn't delivered. Yes. All I can say at this stage is that we provide a platform for those disputes to be um, conciliated. So any disputes um, that may relate that people can, as I said, start with the, with Job of Water or the Revenue Department, go raise your, your problem. Okay. So this is what I'm seeing. I am being overcharged. And you must substantiate that. Mm. Um, because because the fact is, the fact is that my understanding is that people are built on the basis of what they have consumed. Sure, right? Sure. Yeah, there are meters, and, and therefore, job of water must also come to the conciliation and and prove that that water was indeed delivered and consumed, right? So it's a factual inquiry, really. Uh, and then we all sit around the table, and we say. You know, yeah. what do you think? You've heard both sides of the story. Uh, you've seen the, the, the evidence that people have provided and we come to a decision. So it's not something that you, you, mm. you, 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 you thumb suck. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's about fact. It's about evidence. Okay. If you say I didn't get uh, water, uh, but I was charged. Well, show us why you say that. Okay, I'm going to go to the news headlines, uh, Ombudsman, and come back and hear uh, your your turnaround time, and uh, you know, and hear how uh, you also deal particularly with uh, pensioners, because I suppose as citizens, we you know we we aren't uh, the same, and any other um, issues that uh, we want to bring on the table, and of course, have you take uh, concerns from listeners? We invited our listeners to call on oh eight six triple zero two zero three two. It's 10.31, news headlines with Luanda Maome. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. 
Welcome back. It's 10.33. We've uh, turned our attention this Thursday in our Municipal Watch segment uh, with uh, the process of getting to know and understand the office uh, of the Ombudsman for the city of Johannesburg. We invited him to educate us as residents over some of the cases that they deal with. He is Advocate Stu Gumete, the Ombudsman for the city of Joburg. We invite you now for your calls. 86 2032 What's your turnaround time, Advocate? Yes, we have uh, what we call a standard operating procedure. Okay. So the office is established in terms of a bylaw of council. Uh, it's called an ombudsman bylaw. Um, it's actually currently uh, in the process of being reviewed. Uh, the public will be invited to make comments on the on the on the bylaw itself in terms of how the office functions, you know? Are you happy with a turnaround time of, of 14 days? Do you want it shortened? Do you want, um, are you happy with the powers that the ombudsman has been given? Do you want him to do more? Do you want him to do less? Do you want him to do different things? So there's a process of, 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 of review that's going to start, I think maybe in a month's time. Mm. And the public are very encouraged to um, to contribute to that process. Yeah. Um, because yeah, but but you asked me about turnaround time. So mm-hmm. uh, the SOP or the standard operating procedure says, um, and this is th- these are are times that we have developed ourselves. Um, the bylaw is very generous in terms of the times that it gives us to investigate. But the bylaw was was published in 2014. Um, so we out of practice we've realized that in some cases that it's too much time given to the ombudsman to do mm. the investigation. So we've, we've reduced those times. Um, for example, the bylaw says we, we must send out a, a letter of acknowledgement mm. of a complaint within 14 days um, of receipt of the complaint. Okay. We think that 14 days is way too, way too long. We can do that within two days. Uh, we have an IT system. We, we have a, a process we can do that very quickly um so so we've reduced the the the, the turnaround times drastically even outside of the bylaw in other words without having to wait for the bylaw to be amended we've done it ourselves um we, we we've so, dealt primarily with the billing situation by the way um there's um uh, calls we're going to take and um uh, WhatsApps that have come through. Uh, there's a listener who writes to us and says the, the 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 city of Joburg ombudsman is useless. After months of trying to rectify my incorrect electricity bill, I contacted the office of the ombudsman but achieved nothing. Wh- what do do you say to those that allege that um, your office is useless and they get no results from it? Oh, it's not fair. It's not a fair uh, comment. I would say. I mm. mean, I think you find people who say. Uh, thank you, man, for your intervention. So, you know, when you're dealing with the public, you'll have successes, you'll have people who are happy, you'll have people who are not happy. Mm. Uh, you must also realize that we are not the primary office of, you know, responsibility gets shifted to the ombudsman. Um, the, 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 the problem is that it arises with the service deliverer. In other words, the, 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 so let's say city power or, or, or job of water. Or, that's where the problem is, right? Yeah. So there is frustration there, and we receive that tr- that frustration by by getting into the space. But we understand that. Um, 
But people must just appreciate that it is a big organization. It's a complex organization. It is not easy, even mm. for the ombudsman side there. Um, so we will have success and we will fail in some cases and we will continue to, to improve. You, um, you so yourself have been in office for how long, Advocate Kumete? I started, in, I started the office in 2015. Okay, you've, you've been there but, since 2015, yeah? Yes, but no, not all the time. You, we operate the political space, unfortunately, and uh, there are many things that happened. In, 20, in 2017, uh, I would say that our flow was interrupted. There was a change of government, there was a new administration, and there were prosecutions and charges of people uh, up and down the city. There was chaos, I would say, right? I left the office in 2017 or 2018. I only left in 2021. After going to court and suspensions and this and that and that. So that interrupted our flow, unfortunately. It, 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 you can do nothing about it. It's a space that we operate in. Um, you've got to do. Uh, but but you, you'll understand what, that's why maybe people would hold you personally accountable. So when you say political um, interference and suspensions, was that you who was suspended or yes, is yes. it? Oh, okay. Me. Yeah. So I was suspended, went to court. I got whole, the whole thing reversed. Um, but ultimately, there was so much political pressure, I resigned. Um, and luckily, the position was not filled permanently. And I, I, when it was advertised, I applied again. Mm. And I got it again. Mm. So understand that uh, people come in, I'm talking about political leadership, and upset the effort. We have good things that are going, and they get upset by politics. So, so are, are, you, are you nervous about next year's upcoming elections and what that would mean also for your office? No, I'm not, I'm not nervous okay. at all. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean. I, I am an employee of the city of Johannesburg. Okay. Um, so I'm not nervous at all. Okay, okay. Um, uh, we we focused our discussion, uh, advocate, on billing issues. Uh, but there is, there's issues of evictions. There's issues of land invasions. Do you want to talk briefly about that? I can talk about many other issues. Mm-hmm. There's an issue of illegal mining. There's an issue of retirement villages and living conditions for the elderly. You, you, see, you asked me about pensioners earlier. Uh, there's an issue of recycling in the city of Johannesburg. There's human rights promotion. There are issues of, as I said quite rightly, uh, evictions. There are issues of not, people not getting title deeds, uh, uh, flats being built, houses being built, and not being, and not being allocated. There are many issues. Yeah, uh, and 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 maybe we use the platform to get through as many of those issues um, as possible. So I mean, you've yes. you've got the platform to educate on any of those issues that you want to deal with. But perhaps for now, let's go to our callers. Uh, uh, Jeff, you want to talk about uh, a wrong billing of a property in Troyville? Jeff, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, thanks for taking the call, advocates. There's an incorrect um, bill being sent to a property in in uh, the address is 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 in Boyson's, but in fact it it doesn't belong to that property. So what I've done is I've phoned the city on numerous occasions since 2014 at least. And they don't seem to, they keep on sending this bill. 
So yeah. I, I don't know how to resolve it. Jeff, um, we have a website, um, www.jobokombudsman.org.za. You can download a complaints, for, a complaints form. Your case is a case that, we, that falls within our jurisdiction. Um, complete a complaints form, send it to the office of the ombudsman. And, and we, will, we will then follow the process. We will take care of it. It's what we do every day. Okay, Great. Jeff. Thank you. Thank you, Ombudsman. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, Jeff. Uh, Bruce in Johannesburg, water spillage. Hi, Bruce. Good morning. Yeah. Hi. Thanks a lot, Kerry, for taking my call. Hi, listeners. Hi, advocates. Um, I've got one that generally affects, I think, a lot of people, and I'm just trying to get clarity and understanding on it. So I know that billing of water, um, they don't bill on the first of every month. They, they'll have a reader that comes past. Um, and you'll get a 25-day bill and then a 20-day bill and then you'll get a 55-day bill uh, depending when the reader comes. Now, um, because of the fact that water, uh, the more you use, the more you pay, um, I think we're getting exponentially charged a lot more in the 55-day reading period than what should be a 30-day reading period um, of an average month. So. My issue with Joburg Water, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, the more we use, because I'm getting 55-day bills, right? And then I'm getting bills of 10,000 grand because they're saying, no, I'm using a lot of water on the, on the higher paying end of the spectrum. Um, and they say to me when I go in there and complain, well, you know, the previous months you only paid less. But the thing is, it's an exponential graph. It's not a flat line graph. And I think we're getting punished a lot more when they're not regularly reading the, the meters every single month on the same day. They can pick any day they like, but I think all of us are paying so much more because we get charged exponentially more. So say on a 55-day bill, um, my normal 30-day usage is taken off. I'm getting exponential rates on the extra 25 days. How can we get City of Water, uh, Joburg Water rather, to pay uh, to, to regularly read the meters on the same day every, every month or within a day or two instead of getting these huge disparities. And then we go in there and we don't get any joy out of them. Um, and yes. then we get chances from village posts. You know, we go to Joburg and then they say, no, that's a different zone. Then we're going to go back to Ramberg or whatever. Yes. If you can help, yes. that would be great. Yes. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, um, Bruce. I, Thank you, KG. Do you yeah. want to listen on the radio, Bruce? Yeah, I, cool. I, I can hear you driving. Okay, so please respond to Bruce, uh, um, advocate. Yes, uh, thank you, KG. So my first question is, 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 is I mean, I, I heard Bruce say that uh, they're being shunted from pillar to pillar to post. Mm -hmm. So that means that it's, it's a matter that can come to the office of the ombudsman as an escalation. Mm -hmm. So again, same, that, same thing that I said to Jeff, go to the website, complete a complaints form, and... You, you know, it could also help um, if this is a problem that is uh, uh, shared by many people, as as I, I hear Bruce, that, that that may be the case, um, that we, we we then conduct what we call an own instance investigation. Um, where, you know, where we are trying to establish if there is a systemic problem um, which would affect a lot of people. 
So yes, um, Bruce must complete the form, and um, I'll give my my contact details at the end of the show. And uh, if he wants to meet with me personally, I'm in Bramfontein. I'm available. I can arrange that through my can be arranged through the office, and we can take take it forward. I have a great relationship with most of the of of the of the uh, CEOs and, and MDs of companies of the city of Johannesburg. Uh, I have a particularly good relationship with the MD of Job Water. So okay. uh, I, li- I know, like the are, qualification the on most. I like the qualification yes, on most. Yes. But um, Ombudsman, a struggle. <laughs> absolutely. But I, I think yeah. you've you've also raised an important point regarding uh, systemic issues. Um, and yeah. and and how many um, are there? How do I phrase this? Do you find there's generally a lot of uh, systemic problems in the things that you deal with and you rarely ever have to deal with a unique problem, if you may? Oh, no, there are many unique problems. Um, and th- this now, I suppose, um, there are two ways in which, in which, in which the office functions. As, as I said, uh, we receive complaints in the way that I've been suggesting to Bruce and to Jeff and to whoever else has, was, has been listening. Um, so there, there are those complaints, but as, there are complaints that we, as an office, identify just because we live in Johannesburg. We see things in Johannesburg. We see we see recyclers on on the on the on the M1 mm. uh, push their trolleys, and you say, but this is where else? Where in the world do you, do you see this? This is not right. We understand the desperation, but uh, there's got to be a way to do this. Uh, we, let's talk need... about the recyclers, um, Ombudsman, yeah. because uh, yeah. they're everywhere, you're right. Uh, but not only are they everywhere, uh, before they reach their ultimate destination, they stopped at many places. For example, if you drive to what's here, uh, to Auckland Park, and you're using the M1 South, um, as you approach uh, Bramfontein, there's a spot not far from uh, uh, Constitution Hill where the, the, re- the, re- the, you know, the recyclable materials are literally left under a bridge. I'm sure you know the spot if if you drive on the daily basis. How do you deal with that as the office of the Ombudsman? Uh, do you have to wait for a resident of the area to make a complaint? How does it work? No, we initiate an own instance investigation. So we have an investigation underway. Uh, we call it an own instance investigation precisely because no one has complained to us. But we see the problem, as I said. We live in this city. Where, you know, we, we see things going wrong and we say, but, but wait a minute, the, why are we doing this? And this, this can't be right. And everybody sees it, but nobody talks about it um, in a structured way. Mm. So we, we, we assume that, that role. We say, we, we, city parks, uh, 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 because a lot of them you, you will find in city parks, mm. Mm. Um, in some corner, in some area where, it's a little bit hidden from, from public view, uh, but obviously we know it ultimately spills out and it, it, it's an ugly sight. So we, so we investigate that. And, I mean, if you drive up, I live in Bryanston. So if you drive up um, uh, to Johannesburg using the, the uh, I think, the concrete highway, on the left-hand side there at the, at the corner of, uh, on your way as you go out to either to Pretoria or to Johannesburg, there's a huge site there. Um, it's unsightly, um, and we have an investigation underway. We believe that the site belongs to Sandral. Um, I don't know what the relationship between Sandral and the person who's running that 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 site is. It's unsightly. I, I speak to the people there and say, 
how are you here? Where do you come from? And they say a lot of them come from Lesotho. Um, mm. and, and, you know, and they are being charged rental there by, by some white person, they say. Um, and, and we speak to Sandra. Say, Sandra, take charge of your situation. That thing should not be happening. It's unsightly. It's not right. Yeah, um, you know, you know, you. you no. I, I'm not. I'm not going to uh, let you uh, go on that Bryanston thing. Seeing you said you live in Bryanston, um, you yes. went. You went on a on a road show uh, recently. Your first stop was Bryanston. Why was that? Oh, we go to different places. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I go to Soweto. I go to Alexandra. I go, but this route is because I travel it every day to work. Mm. Uh, so it's not that I prefer citizens of of, of Bryanston over citizens of Soweto. That's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's where I live. It's where I drive. It's what I see. As I, you know, so I go everywhere in the city. I, I mm. mean, I'm in the city centre. Uh, I was in Riverlea uh, a few months ago. Yesterday we we're talking about the uh, the problems of of Zamazama and illegal mining mm-hmm. from Riverlea. Mm-hmm. Riverlea. So Ombudsman uh, is everywhere, really. Yeah. Okay. Not uh, just okay. Okay. Well, I, I had to ask, uh, obviously, because um, you went you went there. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take some more calls, and then we have some voice note questions as well. But then I also want to talk about pensioners because they there was a senior citizen there who lodged forty four zero service delivery complaints to the ombudsman. Uh, so we'll come back after the break and continue our conversation with advocates Dugumete. If you don't know who he is, he is the ombudsman for the city of Johannesburg. It's ten fifty. You are listening to Homoto Muegezi on the station of the year. 10.52, it's Municipal Watch Thursday, and we're getting to know the office of the Ombudsman for the City of Johannesburg. Advocates Du Gumete is the Ombudsman for the City of Johannesburg. Kodi in Limpopo, hi. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thanks. I'm okay. I'm just happy that I've received something for free, the airtime that I hold on. Make, <laughs> make use of it quickly and wisely. Yes. Uh, you know, I just want to ask something because last year there was a lady from the office of ombudsman, and then we I phoned. But let me tell you, since from last year, I never got hold of the office of the ombudsman. The reason being that I would like to get the guidance uh, on how to establish the municipal ombudsman in Limpopo or either any of the municipalities in Limpopo because. Really, it is always city of Jobek. It just seems like it's the only one that has got the, uh, the office of, of ombudsman. Okay. So I would like to establish one here because of I'm a professional valuer. I specialize too much on a municipal, municipal uh, uh, general general valuation roles. Okay. So okay. I would like to have that. Really. Okay, Koti, we, we'll ask the uh, um, the ombudsman to respond. We have quite a lot of calls to get through. Uh, yeah. Let's let, let me get through them, and then he responds to everybody. I hope you note at that point, ombudsman Tabo Kotabanchu. Hi, Tabo. Hi, KG. Just like the gentleman from uh, Limpopo, I've been holding on for thirty minutes. But anyway, my point is more of a educational one, uh, clarity seeking. A uh, typical example overlap of functions and uh, competences. We know Tapelo Amati was uh, 
accused of being incompetent when there was that explosion because Lisufi intervened. So in terms of municipality, province and all that, but bring it back to Tabanchi because I'm a leader of a political party myself. We have a serious issue of housing. You, you go to municipality, there is housing department. You go to the province, there's housing department, human settlements. Now, who takes the responsibility? Because you write to the municipality, you write to the province, nobody takes responsibility. So we don't have this kind of thing of uh, ombudsman in the free state, most incompetent and corrupt province in the country. So I'd like to hear from the advocate where you have uh, that overlap of functions. I know big cities have got more power. So in terms of houses, the municipalities have got the muscle to handle housing. But in situations in most rural incompetent provinces like free state, what do you do? Because then you run from pillar to post, from municipality to the province. Another example, just quickly. Uh, no, uh, Tabo, I, I, I have a lot of calls. I okay, think you've put fine. your, po- your right. point Thank across. You. Ntlantla you. in Kayseren. Hi, Ntlantla. Yes, I can see. And Sobona uh, Kwabi. Uh, all, all right, Kathy, uh, my question was almost similar to the other guy. Uh, this kind of structure, do you only have it in, in, in housing in, in Johannesburg or it's spread across the, 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 the country? Uh, if it's not, and the second question related to that, um, do you perhaps uh, have linkages between you as an ombudsman with the public protector? Because I know for a fact that, uh, for instance, in the Msunduzi uh, municipality in Peter Marisbeck in KZ10, there was an issue regarding the billing, uh, the change of billing uh, date and all that. Uh, so it was uh, escalated to the public protector by the red payers associations of that particular area, <clears throat> that particular municipality. So because the they uh, single-handedly just changed the billing date, ending, uh, uh, resulting in people uh, uh, being uh, in areas when they were not, because they, they, they suddenly said people have to have to pay uh, when they were supposed to pay by end of the of the month. Then they were expected to pay in the middle of the month uh, without consultations and all that. So my questions are based on that: Is this a structure only in Jobek? or it's a national structure, and okay. is it working hand-in-hand hand with, with, with the public protector? Okay. And, uh, and uh, is it employed by the municipality? Because if that's the case, then there's a bit of a, of a conflict of interest there. Who, who employs this particular structure? Okay, thanks, Ntlantla. <laughs> Do you want to respond, right. uh, Ombudsman, to all of the comments? I think it was Limpopo Tawanchu and Guazul Natal. Yes, yes, I, uh, KG, I'm happy to do so. Um, but let's start with Ntlantla's question. Um, is this office only in, in Johannesburg or is it a national office? As I said, the, the, it's the office of the Ombudsman for the city of Johannesburg. So it's the Johannesburg Metropolitan, Metropolitan uh, Municipality that has established this office because it sees, the, it sees the need for such an office. And, and we are hoping that other councils, other municipalities, uh, will look at the work of the office of the Ombudsman in the city of Johannesburg and say, how can we establish similar offices in our own spaces? Uh, and this, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain that the city will be very happy to share that information um, and, and guide municipalities in, in that direction. So it, I, I can only speak for the, for, for the city of Johannesburg, my employer. Uh, they, to, in that, there is a, an issue of a conflict of interest, potentially, 
I say that there is no conflict. Um, I am very capable uh, to and, and, and independent in my thoughts, in my thinking, in my actions. I, I have no reason to fear uh, anyone uh, in the city. I, you know, uh, the, in terms of the bylaw, I have that independence. Um, I express my view. I, I'm a, an advocate. I'm a lawyer. I, I was, you know, I have a BALLB and master's degree. I have a lot of experience. The, the issue of independence um, is, is, is something that I, as an office and as a, as a person, I hold dear. I would okay. not have assumed this. A- and any linkages between your office and the Office of the Public Protector, I think that's... Yes, uh... yes, yes. Actually, uh, if I can give a little bit of history, the office w- was started largely because uh, the Public Protector then, Advocate Tulima Tunsela, was dealing with a lot of... She saw a lot of cases that came from the city of Johannesburg. Um, and she said, I think that you have enough um, issues that you, you that you can establish your own office. That does exactly what I do nationally. Um, so that was part of the motivation. Um, so so we then have a an MOU. We sign MOU with various various organizations, including the Office of the Public Protector, uh, where we collaborate on campaigns on. On, on, on many activities that we do. So yes, just okay. like yesterday, we had this session with the uh, with the mining and, and, and the illegal mining in, in Riverley. The, there were representatives of the Office of the Power Projector present. Okay. So we worked very closely together. Okay. I want to get out the issue of senior citizens because I think that's important. 40 service delivery complaints to the Ombudsman. Was that resolved? I, you see, I, I have to get the facts, uh, KG. Yeah. I don't know. This, but but this senior citizens can get directly contact the ombudsman. Maybe I, well, I could rephrase and say, do they get you know the privilege of having their issues dealt with more expediently? Everyone, everyone is. I mean, we take everyone uh, uh, and treat everyone uh, equally. But of course, uh, you know, in the case of, of of the elderly, we are very happy to go out and be where they are. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to come. They, they don't have to come to Bramfontein for their for their matters to be heard. I mean, earlier on, I was telling you about the investigation we are doing um, in in in, in um, old age homes that are owned by the city of Johannesburg mm-hmm. or so called retirement villages. Uh, we have a, an ongoing investigation there about the conditions, living conditions of the people. We've, we've gone there. We've seen uh, uh, facilities that are not up to scratch. And we've and we've pointed this out to the city, and I believe something is being done about that. Okay. And it's only I think it's only largely because of the intervention of the office of the ombudsman that that you you got that kind of reaction from human settlements within the city of Johannesburg. Yeah, ombudsman, I've run out of time, but I need your contact details and uh, also yes. uh, to hear because I mean, again, we just spoke of senior citizens. Most of them don't might not even have a smartphone to download this and do that. How do how does everybody uh, get in, in touch with you, including those that may not be as techno savvy as the rest of the world may be? Yes, KG. That's why we have ambassadors in every regional office of the of of the municipality. So people in Soweto, Region D, um, there are two offices of local municipality offices. Um, there we have an office of the ombudsman. There are, there are 
ambassadors of the office of the ombudsman there present who will take down your statement or your complaint and then send it to the center. We have that kind of system anywhere in the, in the, in the, in the city of Johannesburg. And, and, and our, our, where we are based physically, uh, also the main office is in Bramfontein, a building called Sapi Building on the second and third floors for those who, who have the means to come to Bramfontein. Okay. Um, 48 Amishoff Street, uh, Bramfontein. But you, uh, we, you can write to us. You can invite us to your communities. We go out fairly regularly with counsellors okay. to, present, to present our work. So, so yeah. I suppose uh, those that email is complaints at joburgombudsman.org.za. Yes, and the telephone number is, is 10 2800. Fantastic. We'll leave it here. Thank you, Advocates Duke Umete, Ombudsman for the City of Joburg. Apologies to Leander Mahome. It's time for the news.